From Relay FM, this is Downstream, a podcast about the present and future of streaming media. This is episode number 27, recorded September 21st, 2022. I am, as always, your master of ceremonies, Jason Snell, and I am not joined, as always, by Julia Alexander, Director of Strategy at Parrot Analytics. Julia is under the weather. We were hoping to record, and this is our the end of our window to record this week because of some, some travel that I'm doing. So rather than leave a hole in your podcast player, we're going to do a really quick episode that's basically about Sports Corner. Yeah, that's right. The Sports Corner episode and joining me to talk uh, Sports Corner is our mentioned on the podcast but never heard before the editor of downstream all the way from canada Stephen Shapansky. hello hello longtime listener uh most time yeah. editor and first time caller it's good to have you here um and, and i'm just keeping it up where it's me this podcast is me talking to uh, somebody who's a canadian <laughs> that's true even though she's not often based in uh, in uh, no. in Canada, apart no. from one or two brief uh, weeks where I thought, ah, this, this is this is nice now. Yeah, now yeah, you're the all Canadian. You know, she was sending her file; it never had to cross over a border to get to you. Just <laughs> yep. just over the prairie. Um, so Julia's not here, but I, I had some sports corner items, and you're a sports fan. You know, you own more um, sports memorabilia than anyone I know. <laughs> well, I, I yes i i have n- way too many hockey jerseys uh, i haven't most- taken a poll i just know it's you, <laughs> you yeah it's I, me uh mm-hmm. much to my chagrin it's uh it's it's they occupy a closet for once i actually uh tried to like think about selling them and then i put them into like uh storage bags and i realized the storage bags are taking up as much room as they would if they were just hanging in a closet and now i can look at them so yeah. that's what i do and wear some of them occasionally occasionally when the when the need persists i've been i've been curling as we were talking about before we started a very canadian pursuit that i'm doing here in california um and one of the things i found is that wearing things like um, baseball jerseys or hockey jerseys is really it's a really nice second layer when you're out on the ice just to keep you from getting a little too cold without having to have like a a bulky sweatshirt on little curling tip there (laughs) A little curling tip. Curling, uh, uh, I, I, I work. I, I my, work. My point, my point is that, that <laughs> yeah. it gives me a reason to wear the, the jerseys that I've bought, which normally just hang in the closet unless I'm going to a sporting event. That was sort of my point there. Anyway. Right. You, yeah. You work at an, uh, well, an I, arena. I work, I work in an arena, uh, and people I know who work in the business say that curling is actually one of the more complex uh, TV productions around. Um, and ever since, ever since I was told that I haven't actually sat down to watch a proper curling broadcast, but I imagine just because of the fading up of the mics, cause the, the, uh, the players always talk to each other and the, yeah. the many different cameras that have to sort of be cut to. And of course there's like, oftentimes during bond spiels and tournaments, there's like four sheets always in action. There's sometimes like sort of bouncing across to highlights that are happening at the same time. It's Very uh, it is, it is. They're trying to set up a live stream at my curling club and it, it's, uh, it's tricky. It's really tricky. Um, all right. This is not curling stream, although it could be, but it's not. Curling's um, a sport. We it's do sports it. corner. It is. Yeah. It is sports corner. So, first item on the agenda that I wanted to mention, um, and thank you for coming on the show, so I can bounce this off of you. Sure. Uh, Amazon premiered its NFL exclusive broadcast uh, that it's going to be every Thursday, but last Thursday uh, it did the first one, and. Uh, it, it, according to Amazon, drew a record number of Amazon Prime signups in a three-hour period that they have ever seen, which is interesting. That is, you can picture it, right? It's everybody going, what do you mean the game's not on? It's on where? How <laughs> right. do I get that? And then like after they get the box set up and all that, they're like, wait, what? I need to get Prime? Okay, I'll sign up for that. And like 
that is that is not surprising to me that that moment happened on Thursday night where everybody wanted to watch the football game and realized they had to go through the motions of a making sure that they had a device that could play prime video and B make sure they had Amazon Prime so they could watch the football game. And how did that go for you? How how was that first broadcast? Well, I I, I thought the broadcast was was perfectly fine. It was um it was a pretty standard, I would say I, th- I think they tried very hard to make it feel like it was um, any other broadcast. So Al Michaels hiring Al Michaels to be the voice, you know, and he's he's in his 70s. Like he's not going to be the voice of Amazon football for for a decade. Right. But like he gives them credibility and familiarity. And it felt very much like a Sunday night or Monday night football game. Um, and apparently Amazon, the, the Nielsen ratings aren't out cause they actually paid Nielsen to rate this because they've got some promises for their sponsors cause it, it is ad driven like a regular football game. Um, they were sort of targeting 12 and a half million. Sounds like they're going to beat that number. So there's a lot of skepticism out there that was like, the ratings aren't going to be very good because it, there's so much of a, a hump to go over in order to get to watch prime video for a lot of people. Not, not our audience, right? Our audience is, mm. is people listening to a podcast about streaming media, you're on it. But there are a lot of people who have no idea. And this happens anytime, especially a sporting event goes on streaming is that people are like, well, wait, what? And you discover, and I, I hate to do this, but it's like everybody's mom and dad. Um, and a lot of people who are just not particularly tech savvy and aren't very, you know, they just get their cable subscriptions. So they can watch their sports who are running into this issue, which is, well, wait a second. I need to launch an app somewhere how do i do that and and that's what everybody who is an nfl fan who hadn't previously like broken the seal on streaming had to do last thursday yeah it it reminds me of um whenever blue jays games my parents are 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 very not tech savvy uh big curling fans uh as a side note but also big blue jays fans oh great and i lament every time that there's a blue jays game that's like only available on youtube or like this past Friday, only available on Apple, Apple. TV, TV Plus. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought, oh, no, I don't even, I can't even explain how to, how, how they could do it. And I actually talked to them last weekend. I said, do, do I need to get you like an Apple TV just so you could watch like one or two Blue Jays games a year? It's like, no, it's just one or two games. They'll, they'll miss yeah. it. But, you know, it was a big game in the playoff. The Blue, Blue sure. Jays are currently in a, in well, a pennant race right now. And, uh, and it was a big game they had to miss. We're actually, that's a perfect seg- segue into one of my other sports corner items, which is Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees last night hit his 60th home run of the season. I don't know if you're aware of this. I was. He he's he he hits a lot of home runs. Yes. You're aware. You yeah. are one of my friends who is like me, a big baseball fan, which is great. Um but Aaron Judge might match the Roger Maris number of 61, match or break the American League home run record on Apple TV Plus because the Yankees game on Friday is an Apple TV Plus exclusive game, one of their Friday night baseball games. Mhm. And uh there was a New York Post story that I thought was pretty funny where they're like, "Oh no." <laughs> what and, and it was funny cuz like obviously there was it, it, there was some reason attached to it that I was impressed by. I was not expecting it out of the New York Post to be honest, but I it, there was some reason there. Um and I just want to quote from it. They said, "While the Apple TV Plus games are free, there is a segment of the audience, presumably older, who dearly care about seeing the record being tied or broken and still are likely having a little trouble accessing it. 
an MLB spokesman said there is no plan to change the broadcasting schedule. Now, that second sentence made me laugh because it's like, no, 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 they're not they're not taking a game that people want to see. I mean, they might do a cut in on MLB Network or something, but the larger point is you will have a whole slice of people, especially Yankee fans who have blissfully ignored streaming media up till now or Apple TV plus up till now who suddenly are going to have that moment. They're like, wait, it's on what? And you've seen that happen as every team has been on Apple TV Plus all year and on Facebook last year yeah. and on YouTube where there's that moment where it's suddenly it's something you care about and you go, what? what? Because you just assume like 162 times a year, you turn, you turn on your TV and there's your baseball team there. And like, it's, yeah. it's always been that way. And all of a sudden, what? Where is it? Why? Why are they showing it out of town game on Sportsnet here in Canada when the base with the Blue Jays are playing right now? Uh, oh, there. They're on it's Apple on, TV Plus. It's on right Apple now. TV Plus instead. Yeah. And this is, and I know Julia and I have talked about this a lot. This is one of the reasons, like, why, why will Apple and Amazon overpay for sports? Because that's what's happening. And there's rumors about more of that, that they're paying more than anybody else. They're outbidding the competition for it. And the answer is because what they're trying to get out of it is different than what their competition is trying to get out of it. They are doing this ecosystem play. They want people in their ecosystems. And I, I believe that this is one of this, this is like the clearest way that you can see this because if you want to grow Apple TV plus they're giving away the games, right? But you got to watch it. You got to mm-hmm. get there. You you don't have to do anything, but you have to get there. And every game that happens and every every uh game of note that people are driven to watch on Apple TV Plus is another household that now knows how to get to Apple TV Plus. And it's like that's one that's what they want is they want to have an addressable cuz then they hear about Ted Lasso or something and they're like, "Oh yeah, I did the Apple thing. I could go do that." And it gets them in more homes, even though theoretically anybody with a computer and an internet connection can just go on their computer, like the act of making them do it on the computer or, or better yet on their TV, like that's a win for Apple. And for Amazon, it's a little different because they want you to be a Prime member. And so they're trying to expand the world of Prime. But the first step there is finding the app to watch Prime Video. Which and, is tricky. <laughs> right. And 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 it is. I, and I don't want to, like my mom called me and she's just like, you're coming down here next week. You can just set it up then. I was like, I was walking her through and she's like, no, no, I'm afraid I'm going to mess something up because she's just, her TV set to her cable box and it works and she just doesn't want to mess with it. And I'm like, you have a Roku box set up. All you have to do is change the input. She's like, no, I don't want to do it. So people are uncomfortable. It's not easy for our audience. Obviously, there's probably everybody who listens to this has has a loved one who who they know who struggles with this. And they, I, I don't want to just say that it's old people because it's not it's harder for older people because it's such a new technology and they're so uh, used to the way it is. But there are lots of other people who are just not tech focused or savvy and and don't know and don't care. And it, it, this is not this is asking them to spread their wings, which is hard. And um, and it comes in. The other thing is that when you're negotiating these deals, I mean, this is something that the the leagues or conferences or whoever have to have to deal with is the idea that, you know, you're getting money from Amazon or Apple, but you are going to lose audience because people who just flip around the dial, you know, on their cable box, mm-hmm. they're never going to happen upon that 
that baseball game. They're, they have to, they need it to be a destination. And so as a result, just the sheer numbers of it, you're going to lose. That's the danger of like MLS on Apple TV plus, right? Is that how do you get a casual soccer person who might be interested in soccer, a sports fan who's looking for something on a Tuesday night or whatever, how do you get them to, to try soccer? Well, if it's behind a paywall on Apple, they never will, which is why they're, you know, cutting deals to do some free games and put it on cable as well, because, you know, you can't just say our audience is just for the people who are over here. You do you do even even if the money's good because you're going to lose a, a big chunk of your audience. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it reminds me of like uh, of of cricket, EPM, uh, English Premier, um, IPL, IPL cricket, right. um, which was f- for the longest time or the past two or three years was on Hotstar, which is owned by Disney, mm-hmm. but it's it's big in, in India. And so many people would just basically get Hotstar just to to watch the cricket. You know, people who want to watch the cricket, like actual devoted fans will go where whatever service airs it. You know, but once you start moving around to different services, like there'll be, you know, maybe maybe a few days were like, you know what, I'm going to watch IPL cricket. Oh, I used to have Hotstar, but it's not there anymore. Eh, do I really yeah. want to follow it to another streaming service? Eh, right. Maybe not. I'm not that big of a fan. I could probably miss out and, and watch the odd game here or there if it comes up on, on normal cable. You you and I both, uh, we were together when our, our friend, um, the writer Paul Cornell, explained how cricket works to us right. as baseball fans. And that was really great. That was very useful. Nice. And I, I, I have not gotten into it as much as you have, but like I like seeing on ESPN3, ESPN Plus, this comes up a lot where there's cricket. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tune into the cricket. It's, it's, it's weird and I don't understand it. And yet it's also like baseball and peaceful and fun. Um, and I, well, I mean, I sort of understand it, but not... Mm-hmm. You know, how can anyone who's not English or Indian or anybody else who is in that can any American or Canadian truly understand cricket is what I'm saying, Stephen? I think the answer is probably no. Well, I'm a member of the Commonwealth, so I uh, there is some cricket knowledge ingrained mm, in me, I think, somewhere yeah, in there. I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think it, I think the baseball ruins us. But um, anyway, it is it is a challenge uh, that obviously in 20 years or whatever, everything's going to be in an app like everything's going to be in an app. The act like. When I talk about my mom being comfortable flipping the cable box around, like she wasn't comfortable when she got the cable box, right? Like mm-hmm. she was uncomfortable when she got And before that, she and my dad lived in a motorhome and they traveled around and they had a, a satellite box and they weren't comfortable with a satellite box uh, because when we were, when I grew up, we didn't even have cable. We just had an antenna. So like eventually people get comfortable with it, but it takes time and you know, We'll get there, but in the meantime, you're asking people to, in order to watch your program, there's just a much bigger um, leap to be made. So, mm. um, I, I find yeah. it funny that when you say about you know everything's going to be in a streaming box, which is you know moving away from cable. But I I find it ironic that on Thursdays now there are two big things for Amazon. There's the NFL. And there's also Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Yes. And what I thought was amusing is that the first two episodes dropped whatever day that was before the NFL season began. And it dropped at my time, 7 p.m. local time, 9 p.m. Eastern. And now uh, the episodes drop, I think, at midnight Eastern, 10 p.m. for me, 9 p.m. for you, probably because of NFL football. So right. Amazon in some way has created a cable evening TV lineup mm-hmm. which says football's on at 7 p.m. and Lord of the Rings is on at 10. They're probably afraid of crashing if they get everybody watching Lord of the Rings and the NFL simultaneously. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is Amazon. They do kind of run half the internet, but in terms of servers, but, but still, I wonder about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll see what Aaron Judge does on Friday night on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, I have another news item here that I thought was interesting that, that was that um, came out yesterday. It's a report in the New York Post saying that uh, Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NHL may buy a bunch of regional sports networks. Um, and this is a story that we've covered here before, this idea that the regional sports networks that are a huge part of the revenue for baseball, basketball, and hockey teams, because they're showing they're the cable channel in your local market that shows most of the games. But there have been problems because cord cutters are leaving them, and so they're not getting that revenue, and there have been revenue shortfalls. And in this case, what happened is a company called Sinclair, that is a chain of TV stations and and uh, and cable channels around the country, uh, it bought the regional cable networks from Fox uh, or from Disney, basically as a condition of Disney buying Fox. Disney having ESPN had to divest themselves of these um, in, in order for the deal to go through of these sports channels. So they sell them to Sinclair. Sinclair sends up a sets up a company called Diamond to run them. Diamond is almost insolvent now because of all of these trends. It's it's basically running out of money, and it sounds like there is a really good chance now that uh, Diamond is going to get bought out by the three leagues that sort of depend on it for its existence. And this is, I mean, it's going to have huge ramifications. This is this is twenty one regional networks. They cover fourteen baseball teams, sixteen NBA teams, and twelve NHL teams. So a lot of cities, a lot of regions affected by this. Now they announced, and I know Julia and I talked about it, that they were going to do an over the top service, so that if you were in Cincinnati or wherever, you could um, sign up, and you're a cable cutter, you could sign up for this service and watch the Reds. Um. Or, you know, or in, 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 but it's only in four of their regional networks. And it sounds like Major League Baseball ha, ha, specifically would have to authorize more of those and isn't. It's kind of like they're putting the screws to them. They're like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-mm. You need to, you need to sell to us. But this might be a situation where the um, collapse of the regional sports network market happens. Um, you know, what, what is that saying? Gradually at first and then all at once? Like, if the leagues just create a consortium where they're like, okay, now we own, now we've got the rights back for all of this. They can build their own product, have it be, have it run over the top as well as be on cable and be sort of be done with it uh, and eliminate the middleman, which is, um, which used to be very lucrative, but is no longer a lucrative position to be in. So th- these are the Bally Sports Networks. These are the we're Bally about, Sports. Right? That's right. Uh, if, if you're wondering if this is in your region, these are the ones that are. Uh, they yes, they picked up the the casino branding as part of their their setup here. Not not a fan of no. that. Um, but that is so so yeah. I, we don't. Who, who knows if this will actually happen? It's also possible that they're gonna some other kind of plan of their insolvency and bankruptcy might lead uh, down another path, but. There, you could end up in a situation where um, this could be really influential in whatever comes next, in sort of in, in terms of solving the problem, which is basically that um, cord cutters can't watch these these channels, and mm-hmm. yet are many of them are choosing to like I pay for Fubo TV for a few reasons, 
but most of the reasons are live sports. And I'll tell you, it would be a lot easier to not pay $60 a month if I could just sign up to watch the Giants, my baseball team. Right. But, and so yeah. that's the question. Like, uh-huh. uh, you know, is that they were, they were really overpriced because of exclusivity because they didn't want to lose cord cutters, but they're going to lose them anyway. I find it intriguing because uh, as a Canadian, I'll talk about the hockey side of this. Uh, over the past two years, so so any the NHL uh, recently signed a new deal with uh, ESPN and TNT to air the games that used to be on NBC Sports, uh, which is no longer a thing, I think, at the end of this year. And in doing so, they used to have their own standalone server. They have it all around the world, NHL.TV. But in the U.S. last year, they moved all their games to ESPN Plus, basically. So, but so then you couldn't pay the NHL directly to watch the games. This year, uh, they're doing the same in Canada. It used to be on NHL.TV. Now it's on Sportsnet now, which is by you know Sportsnet Rogers Communications. They've owned the broadcast rights in in Canada for for years now. But this is the first time where they actually have control of all their own broadcasts on their own thing. So I find it interesting that the NHL having just basically divulge itself of their own uh, broadcast entity or streaming entity in mm-hmm. North America would now think about maybe we should buy 12 of these regional networks that are going to go under. Um, that, it's, that seems to be a bit of a back, of a back step. Yeah, I think, I think the challenge is going to be, you know, I don't know. I, I think the calculation ends up being, is there a deep-pocketed streaming service out there that's willing to pay us more than we would make ourselves in order to run this? And that's the question, because I think like Disney going, Disney's whole streaming strategy was Disney used to always have an intermediary, unless you were watching like ESPN or or, uh, ABC. But otherwise, there was no like direct. Now, now we literally we pay Disney to watch Star Wars, watch like the Mandalorian, pay them directly. And then they have programs for us. Mm -hmm. It didn't used to be like that. So the question is, if you're baseball, basketball or hockey, What's the best deal? Is the best deal to be struck with Apple or Amazon or ESPN? Because ESPN is national, but, you know, ESPN Plus is unlimited sports anywhere, right? Like, you could take a whole baseball team's output and just put it on ESPN Plus if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You probably also want to sell it to cable, but you could also just put it on streaming. So the question is, are one of those streamers going to overpay in order to do that ecosystem thing we talked about earlier? Or... Is the best deal for you to be to go into business for yourself and say, you know, you want to stream this stuff, buy it from us. And they set the price and they keep all the money. And there's no they have to produce the the games. Um, and they will presumably find cable partners for them because they'll still have value in in uh people who are cable subscribers, people who we talked about before are not comfortable going to an app. And doing it that way, like there, there, there are um, some different models here, um, and I don't know the numbers, right? I don't, I don't know what the end game is here, what, and whether the NHL would prefer, in the long run, to control this or to have the teams control this or have a partner. Um, and I think that might be a trade off of like convenience and money. Um, but we'll see what happens with this one. It, it, it feels a little early, but like when twenty one regional networks are about to be insolvent, kind of kind of calls the question right you kind of have to respond you can't just say well something done get back to me in five years it's like no it's they're they're going to go out of business next year there's a there's a risk that they're going to stop paying their fees to the clubs which you know dries up your revenue stream like why 
why would you let that happen? So, mm-hmm. so something is going to have to happen there. Yeah, um, and not every franchise, yeah. not everyone can be like the Yankees or the Red Sox, or you know, with with Yes and or MSG Network or something like. There, there are some like uh, places that own their own broadcasting, but these are like large market uh, entities. It's not like the Carolinas mm-hmm. of the world or the St. Louis's might be able to do the same thing, you know. Well, and some of them have like um, Giants own a third of NBC Sports Bay Area, I think, of their cable channel. And I, I don't know if the Warriors have a piece of that, too. I think maybe they do. So that that does happen sometimes. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the model goes. I think ultimately all of these leagues would like to offer a league-wide pr- plan, which most of them have, and also a like home home team home games add-on for your local market. So the idea there is like MLB TV right now, you can pay for that and you get everything but your local market and the Apple games and the right like asterisk big asterisk there mm-hmm. but you don't get your local market so here in the bay area don't get the giants and the a's games and then they would have like or pay us a little more and you do get the giants and the a's games and it would probably be a lot more but they would let you do that too and uh, having that control just in one place might be um the way they prefer it but we'll see this this is a great segue actually into my last sports corner item which is, I was thinking about the, all those rumors about Apple and Amazon bidding on NFL Sunday Ticket, which is the the service that allows you to watch any NFL game on Sundays uh, from wherever you are in the country, instead of the current system, which is you watch one of the games that's on in your local market, one or two mm-hmm. games. What's weird about it is that there's this other product called NFL Plus, which used to be a T-Mobile NFL deal, where if you had a T-Mobile cell phone or tablet, you could watch um, live NFL. You watch those games, but only on your cell phone or tablet. And and this year, it's just called NFL Plus, and it's for anybody. So you can give the NFL some money, and you can watch those the same games. It's the same thing as NFL Sunday Ticket, except you can't put it on your TV or on your computer. It can only be on a phone or a tablet. Oh, that's like Quibi, the uh, streaming, the sports mm. streaming service. Well. Yeah, and it's a weird. Here's, I mean, segmenting by device type is such a weird decision, because first off, I would be very frustrated if I had a game that I wanted to watch on my t- my nice big seventy uh, inch TV, and instead I'm watching it on my iPad, right? Like, be mm-hmm. like, but I want to put it up there, and the answer is, well, no, 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 that's not part of the service. It's like, okay, but it also kind of undercuts NFL Sunday ticket, right? Because if I really want to see my favorite team's games and I'm willing to just watch it on a tablet, I can just do that and it'll look great and I can carry it around my house and it'll be fine and I don't have to pay for NFL Sunday ticket. I only have to pay for NFL Plus. So I find it weird that Amazon and Apple are rumored to be bidding lots of money for this Sunday ticket package when it's kind of being undercut by NFL Plus even though they're slightly different. And I've got to think that it actually deflates the value of sunday ticket but that apple and amazon if they're truly bidding on this don't care because again they're playing that other game but if i were them i'd be a lot less enthusiastic about it and also it comes back to the same thing which is the right thing to do is to have nfl plus just work everywhere and charge people for it Mm -hmm. but i think the nfl doesn't want to do that because it knows apple or amazon will overpay for it so they're going to make a worse product that doesn't make sense because it's like it works on your ipad but not on your tv and and like, how is that? Imagine that conversation that I'm going to have to have with my mom next year where she's going to say, well, wait a second. What about this NFL Plus? I'm like, well, you can watch it on your iPad. She says, well, what about my TV? And I'm like, mm, 
No. <laughs> For that, you need Sunday Ticket. Now, will Sunday Ticket also work on my iPad? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, this is hypothetical conversation, Mom. Um, probably. But not the other way around? No, not the other way around. So... I mean, money talks, I guess, because this is one of those cases where there's a very clear answer here, which is NFL Plus should just work everywhere and you should charge people for it. And boom, you've got your great direct-to-consumer product. But instead, it's like half broken so that they can break off this piece of it and sell it to a sucker, Yeah, <laughs> Amazon or Apple. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It is. All the, all the NFL games in Canada are available on DAZN. I don't know if you have DAZN in the United States. but We do. Uh, D-A-Z-N. Yeah. D-A-Z-N. Yep. The, uh, the O is imaginary, and, uh, and that's where mm-hmm. all the NFL is. And so we don't have all these kind of drama things. But I, th- I remember when the NFL moved to DAZN like a couple of years ago, and many people were rightly frothed about, what? I have to pay for a streaming service to watch my football? When that I can't even pronounce? I can't even pronounce at all. When, when oftentimes here in, in Canada, we'll have like uh, one or two different... Um, U.S. markets uh, provide usually one in the, in the in Edmonton anywhere I am in the Pacific region like Seattle or Spokane and then sometimes we'll get one from Detroit or for some reason mm-hmm. and so boom we'd have two options at the very least to watch games on TV and that would be a lot of people just that that's how they would watch games sure but, uh, now it's all on streaming now it's all on streaming that's interesting and that's funny too being in Canada you have this is more um, Canadian content it's required by law um the uh there's an international nfl plus is based on this nfl nfl international streaming service package that they've offered for a long time but so much of canada is remember it's that it's worldwide um except in north america and they're like well what does that mean the answer is well they have this one strategy in the u.s and then something different happens in canada from literally everywhere else in the world and this sounds like one of those where they're like no 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 no, we're going to sell those rights to the, the zone Instead of letting Canadians use the NFL international streaming that yep. has been around for years. I mean, uh, to go off sport, uh, sports quarter, that it's, I mean, here in Canada, Paramount Plus uh, is a thing. Uh, they mm-hmm. do not air um, Star Trek because the existing deal with Star Trek and Bell Media, which owns Crave and CTV Sci-Fi, formerly uh, Space Channel, they basically still have the rights for Star Trek. So even though Star Trek might be available everywhere else on Paramount Plus, and especially in the U.S., and they have Paramount Plus here, it's there's no there. Star Trek on Paramount Plus, and it's uh, it's always that's, it's it's a weird thing. That's true with a lot of uh, international Paramount Pluses too. We actually got an uh, an audio file that I'm not putting in this episode, but it was from a uh, great listener, Hobo Eric, who is in the uh, UK, and Eric uh, was basically asking what is the deal with Paramount Plus in the UK, and the answer is. You know, they sold a lot of rights and then they decided they were going to roll out Paramount Plus internationally and they, they don't have the rights. So they've got to try to get the rights back. Um, is this going to is are they going to keep trying? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe ask whoever buys them at some point what they're going to what they're going to do. It does feel like that's a little bit of a holding action. But yes, one of the things that amazes me is the. Apple, you got to give it, give credit to Amazon and Apple and, and in a lot of places, Netflix for having their strategy be, we would like this everywhere in the world, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not entirely true, but that's sort of their default. And the challenge with somebody like, like Paramount Plus is that they, they kind of sold off a lot of their content and they haven't clawed it back yet. So you end up with these really weird things like, uh, 
like uh well and also like in streaming they 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 pulled some star treks that were on other things and they pulled them off and remember and then they didn't have a place to put them yeah in europe um and then some of it's still on amazon like picard i think is still on amazon on prime video i think they didn't get that one back i think they they paid off one of those they paid off netflix but they didn't pay off amazon something like that weird that's a weird company it is odd. And even here in Canada, it's uh, Ghost, which is uh, returning to CBS uh, yes. what, this weekend or next weekend. I get that in the UK uh, release dates mixed up. Um, it it's was at 8, on, 7 Central. I don't know go. actually when it is, but just, <laughs> it was that on, makes it sound like a TV promo. It, yeah, it was on uh, Global. The first season was on Global here in Canada. Uh, they often air it like simulcast with, uh, with the... Lo- with the um, the local, so to speak, a CBS mm-hmm. station. And it was all, all the episodes were on the global streaming service up until a couple months ago when that first season went to Paramount Plus. Meanwhile, oh. the second season is about to premiere on global. So they have like basically less than a year to, to air all the episodes and have them available on the streaming that's, service. That's like a Hulu deal where, where they they get the current season, but they don't get the archival season. So when that current season flips over, they lose the old season and, and then they get the new season. That's weird. Yeah, a little Canadian, a little sub sub Canadian question here, which is when I visit people in Seattle, I'm always amused that there's CBC channels on the cable system, right? You get the Vancouver channels as well, which is great mm-hmm. during the Olympics, by the way. Yeah, really good. But um, so Canada, it, is it like you mentioned Seattle, Spokane, and then is it like and then Detroit? Is there like a chain of the ones that are wink, wink? We know these are all in Canada. So it's like Seattle, Spokane, and then it's Detroit and then uh, Buffalo, maybe? Uh, in my part of the world, for some reason, I mean, Spokane slash Seattle makes sense because they're sure. sort of in the same times. Not really, though. You think that no. Denver, for instance, might be the, the best. Yeah, but Denver, Denver's signal is not going to come across the border, right? That's probably it. Yeah. Uh, and I know like I... I, just, I, I <laughs> is everybody in Toronto on their cable? Do they have the Buffalo affiliates? As well, I, want, do you I think? know that people in Buffalo uh, also, it works the other way. Uh, that sure. people in Buffalo yeah, like and Detroit would pick up Toronto, uh, CBC, and Seattle sees well. Vancouver and all of that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, we'd have to canvas the nation. Where, Winnipeg, it, where are you is, getting your signals from? I love, yeah. Uh, oh boy, it's going to be Canada Corner now. Um, the I love this because it's the, you know, streaming. Streaming, they're like, we've geo-targeted you. We know your credit card zip code, and now your device is geo-locked, and we know exactly where you are. And broadcast is like, I don't know, it's in the air. Good luck. Everybody can see it. And it's like, oh, is there an international border over there? Well, we don't really have the rights to broadcast this in Canada, but uh, what are we going to do? And so it's in Canada, and likewise, coming across the border to the U.S. It's pretty funny how traditional TV in that way is is so much more you know so much more lawless <laughs> than than the streaming world i love i kind of love it i kind of love it it's like it's a little for little forbidden right mm-hmm. like oh they didn't haha <laughs> they don't know that i'm watching the cpc olympics <laughs> <laughs> it's like the pre-vpn days of cable tv yeah exactly well that's all my sports corner stuff Stephen. well uh I, i'm glad we had so much sports to talk about it's 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 good i i I wanted to put something in the feed mm-hmm. without Julia here, and we had some sports topics. I'm sure there'll be more sports topics, or she'll want to chime in on these when she's back. So we'll come back in a couple of weeks, and we'll ha- hopefully have Julia back. I'll be back from my travels as well, and we'll we'll get back down to it. But um, thank you so much, Stephen Shapansky, for uh, for sitting in. Now edit this episode, I guess. 
<laughs> I'll do my best uh, from the rigorous notes that I took during the recording of it. Yeah, I literally have the note of when we started and that's it. I think this is going to be a no chapters. It's all all one chapter, folks. It's Sports Corner. Sports Corner. If you do have a question for us, you can email downstream at relay.fm. That is the best place to do it. Uh, if you're a Relay FM member, you can do question mark ask downstream in the Discord and that'll get to us too. You can tweet at us at Downstream Pod. Love to your mothers. You can find Julia at Loudmouth Julia on Twitter. You can find Steven at Legopolis on Twitter. L-E-G-O mm-hmm. P-O-L-I-S. And you can find me at J Snell on Twitter uh, and at sixcolors.com. And listen to Steven's many podcasts, uh, most of which are not about sports, but about Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, like and Radio Free Scaro, like Radio Free Scaro, uh, where we'll be Doctor talk- Who, <laughs> where we'll be talking about uh, uh, Doctor Who's uh, own battle with uh, with well, <laughs> broadcast and all I- that. I was going to say, please join us as our special Doctor Who correspondent when whatever streaming service makes the deal to do Doctor Who next year sometime. <laughs> it's going to happen, but who? Huh? Oh, that's what you did there. I meant which. <laughs> All right. Thanks to everybody out there for listening. Feel better, Julia. Uh, Thank you, Stephen. We'll see you in two weeks.